Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by financial ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Um, hi. Hello. Hello. I'm yes. Dan. And uh, I'm, I'm a day trader. <laughs> hi, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't stop. I I I I've lost quite a bit of money doing it. I've made a little bit here and there, you know. That's what keeps you hooked. Yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. Anyway, my therapist said I should come to this group. Get things off my chest. Thank you for sharing, Dan. You'll fit right in. You'll fit right oh, in. Oh, hello and welcome to the China Shop, everybody. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle, creator of financialineptitude.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? Oh, fantastic. Had a great M period challenge. I think I set a new record. 
Nice, nice. Yeah. I uh, I think you did set a new record for I'm the Big sure, yeah. Challenge. I did, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's beat uh, 176 points yet. Yeah, wow. It was it was NQ points, so yeah, you know, yeah, not as fair. weighty as an ES point, but you know, that's still that's a record. Fair enough. Congratulations, we, Mr. Banks, for for taking this one. Yeah, yeah. He he also hit a record, but his was positive. Oops. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe the next winner should uh, should pick absolute value. <laughs> right, right, right. I actually we we did run the numbers. He 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 beat me by a hundred bucks. Yep. Yep. No. No. Ah uh, well. Uh, at least you already have a win. I'm still waiting for my first one. There you go. There you go. All right, come on in the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, hedge against that rage machine. If you want to know what the hell we're talking about, it's a little challenge we do over on our Discord server. Uh, we'd like to welcome listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing ever-growing strategies for trying to keep your wins and cut your losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com or you can give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. Maybe, maybe it's been long enough. We should update those, Kyle. Do, Probably do a, new, a new one. I think that'd uh, be worthwhile. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I've got some stuff about rebalancing <laughs> my long-term portfolios that I never used to do. That is just working like gangbusters. No, really. Oh, that'd be a fun conversation. Yeah, there's yeah. actually some benefit to it. It's not. It's not just hokey pokey, uh, like sixty forty <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But we should save that for a special episode. Right. Uh, we'll have all those links in the episode description. Uh, best place to be though is what I we already mentioned over on our Discord server. Uh, lots of people get on there every day. Amazing, amazing, awesome community. Uh, we talk. We do the Empire Challenge every Friday. If you're a futures trader. Uh, we, we got a pretty good, good group that shows up. It's yeah. been, it's been, it's been really worthwhile. It's a fun time. Uh, always, always a fun time. Uh, when, when they do join that totally free, no special paid tier access area. Cause fuck that shite, uh, discord server, Kyle, uh, what, what should they, what should they do? I just should be a DM with a mailing address and I will send you some swag. And I'd also like to point out uh, that I finally fixed the issue where apparently only friends could DM me. So I don't know how many of you guys have been trying. <laughs> uh, what? If you've been running into that issue. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, Is that all the feet picks? No, it wasn't all the feet, feet picks. picks. It's because all the feet picks, Kyle. It wasn't the feet picks. Uh, uh, I'm trying to find the name. of the Kyle, you've been running a foot ring on Discord? No, but uh, I did make a new uh, a new server. Uh, five bucks a foot, two bucks a toe. I made a new reaction for our Discord. That's no feet. <laughs> Get <laughs> no a feet. lot of use out of it. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Fair was the one who pointed that out. Thank you, Fair. Yeah, Kali. No, wait. Actually, that wasn't Fair. Shit. Who the fuck oh. was that? Who, so who actually pointed that out to us, Kyle? So I'm trying to figure out. I probably should have. Well, yeah, I know. I was, I was just giving you a good point to edit. Oh, oh, oh. That was say? very nice. So who... You. Who who actually uh, uh, pointed that out to us? Still don't know. Oh. <laughs> hey, let me let me let me tee it up one more time. Hang on, let me. So, Kyle, who actually who actually figured that out? For us? <laughs> anyway, ah, oh, Kyle, 
any new uh, show news to report. Son of a... Other than um, nobody's been able to message you on Discord that wasn't already your friend. They should be able to now. I think that's the bottom line here. Yeah, send send Kyle a message with your mailing address. And if you've already tried, apologies. Uh, yeah. Kyle, handwritten note to all those people. Verbal <laughs> signature. Dan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Get, get yourself some swag straight from the shop shop. Anyway, shop great shop. place to be over on the Discord server. A lot of wonderful times. And speaking of wonderful times, Kyle, we got any uh, show news? future wonderful times coming out uh thank you ziggy thank you ziggy for pointing that out to me uh yes uh, plenty of show news oh coming out hey, on monday uh, who Jerry actually Paul. was who He's actually pointed that out income what's that you can do it again oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry Paul, the uh, senior vp of fixed income and portfolio manager of the icon flexible bond fund after that, I just finished recording this morning with Chris Paneuto. Paneuto, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, Chris. I, I I know you told me how to do this, but I lost the uh, the phonetic spelling you gave me. Fascinating oh. conversation with him. He's he's the host of Capitalize Your Finances podcast, which is also nationally syndicated, and Ooh. said that if we're ever in Washington State, uh, close to the Tacoma area, that we can come visit their studio for a tour. Ooh. But not be uh, on the show. He didn't say not, but he didn't no. specify that. <laughs> I made a decent impression, but I don't think I did that good. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, let's see. Last thing uh, coming out on the 26th will be the first episode of the optional experience with Eric Smolinski and Penny Lane Blaine. Okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, wow. Whew, Exciting yeah. stuff. Right? But no longer speaking of the future, let's speak of the now, the here and now. We've got a smashing, smoky, smudgy show for you today. I was going to go with smutty, but I was like, no, no, we're more of a smudgy. Uh, I had a feeling. <laughs> there will be no smut on this episode. Right. No promises. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> no, no promises, no guarantees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of market movie news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and brighter futures than shopping for insurance in the state of Florida. Oh yeah, good foreshadowing. Yeah, ooh. and <laughs> foreshadowing. Oh, and last week I foreshadowed the thing that I didn't even end up talking about, and now that I bring it up, I don't even remember it. I don't remember it either. Whatever, whatever I foreshadowed, like I never even brought brought up later in the show. Apologies. Really? Yeah. Oh, hmm. I missed that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, My bad. Anyway, reach out to us. We do love your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, obviously over on the Discord. If you are old school, you can send us an email to two bulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two, B U L L S, at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Which has yet to happen, Kyle. Nobody's nobody ever reaches out. No, not necessarily. Uh, we have gotten to stock tips from uh, our friend Jeremy, and he's actually sent us a couple more to look at. Oh, oh, uh huh. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe you got a hot stock tip. Thank you, Jeremy. Well, I can't wait to see what what those are. Uh, maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made, which does happen on the Discord. We we celebrate wins and losses together. Yep. Or 
maybe you're just passing through a small town trying to get your car fixed so you can get back on the road uh, when you're just asked to clean up the local family entertainment center to pay off the bill. It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to guess anymore on these, right? Yeah. Oh, should we have started? Oh, that's yeah, that's right. We should have started with last week. Nobody, nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. No, um, and I even but it, reached out to a couple people to see if anybody <laughs> had a clue. Nobody, nobody. Okay. Um, the last movie I had watched before uh, I wrote that up, uh, the the clue was you're the hottest painter of Mount Mansfield uh, has ever seen, but you still can't seem to get your ex girlfriend to love you again. Uh, the film is called Paint, starring Owen Wilson. Uh, Never heard of that. He looks like he looks like Bob Ross, <laughs> the painter. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like a winner. Yeah, he uh, he has a public access show, and he's paint. He paints Mount Mansfield like every episode. It's like all he can paint. <laughs> it's a funny movie. Okay, all right, all right. Well, nobody got that one. I'll take my word for it. <laughs> take my word for it. But now we got a new one. You're just passing through a small town trying to get your car fixed so you can get back on the road when you're asked to clean up the local family entertainment center to pay off the bill. I have some ideas. Okay. I'll, I'll mention them off air. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's, 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 I think it's time. Let's, let's yes. talk about the amazing bet results because awesome a, a, lot happened. a lot happened. A lot. Yes. It was eventful. It was a good week. We went long Activision to start the week. It opened at $82.76 on Monday. Hell yeah. We had a news-based condition to trigger our exit, and it was yes. hit on Tuesday when the FTC's preliminary injunction was denied. Mm -hmm. We uh, ended up closing out that trade on the end of our market close when the news was announced, so that ended up closing us out at $90.99. Takes Whoa. our total up to $544.42. Boom! Take that, yeah. random. Eat a dick. That's like uh, <laughs> what, 10%? Well, hang on. Random uh, went long AMTX. Uh-oh. I don't know if you were following it last week. It opened at $7.60. It closed on Friday at seven twenty-two, but not before hitting a high of $8.99. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, what? Random gets this 15% trailing stop that we've uh, worked out for. That was basically when we uh, started since, this challenge. Since inception. Yeah. Uh, luckily, though, that was not enough to quite get it to uh, a good trade. It basically stopped him out at seven dollars and sixty-four cents, so he made four cents on the day. Random is sitting at four ninety-four point seven two and firmly in second place where it belongs. Bam! Right <sighs> in the face, right in the face, Random. I mean, it's wow. only what the fourteenth right now, so we still have. Two more weeks to get it's to ours to we lose. Can really celebrate. It's ours yeah. to lose. Well, we got some picks from Jeremy, right? Right. We got we that did. going we for did. us. We did. All right. Uh, yeah. So hopefully we can uh, not fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh God. Okay. All right. Let's 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 talk about some news, Kyle. Like we got a lot of news to talk about. All right. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just two bulls trading information. Yeah, we are. 
rioters raiding inside a trading taxes are raising bills on the hill we got a crypto mill no they ain't growing weed when the fed speaks today it's some shit we don't need Sing it, Dan. two bulls trading information what two bulls trading information i'm inclined to agree two bulls trading All right, dude. What do you want to start with? Uh, I mean, we had some inflation numbers come out this week. Were they good? Uh, yes. Well, depends on what you mean. What What do you want uh, these numbers to do? Is it good? <laughs> I want them to make the market go up. You want them to make the market go up. Yes. Yes. I think okay. they were good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got the producer price index. Uh, it rose just 0.1% in the last uh, 12 months, so barely. That's actually really good, right? Because inflation's always there, right? Or at least yeah. it usually is always there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's the backdrop of the system, Yeah, which it's, we can always just keep moving the decimal, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the... Things are coming down. That's good to hear. Uh, anything more digging into the meat of that uh, that they're pointing towards? Um, no, not uh, well. You know, you'd have to read the whole story, Kyle. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not read it. Um, it 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 did not point. It it pointed to what was evidencing the slowdown. It didn't attempt to say why it was slowing down. Okay. What would well? I guess what? So what they point to? wholesale prices are lowering. So good to keep shopping at Sam's. And fat faster than consumer prices. Yeah, Sam's Club, Costco, probably best places to be shopping right now. Uh, uh, Interesting. The fact that wholesale prices are dropping faster than consumer prices could be a sign that uh, inflation might retreat faster than the Fed is ex- is expecting. Hmm. That's so interesting that they're not like tied one to one. Like, oh, prices are coming down. We got a better deal. We could pass these on to the consumer and just make them eat it uh, until they get pissed and stop shopping with us. Like, it seems like that's the way the <laughs> the way wow. they work. Yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta take some basic uh, economics classes, man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because that's the that's the whole point of every every line in in the process takes a chunk. Take right? as much money away from the consumer as you can. Yeah, yeah. I don't think of a, I can name a company that's like, wow, we got these bolts cheaper than we thought we were gonna. Well, it looks like we're gonna lower prices on our plane rides next week. Yep. Uh, there was one thing that I saw that kind of. Um, mm-hmm maybe contributed to some of the, the, the drop that you're seeing. And it was the price of new cars actually come down quite a bit. Like the most, the most it's come down in, in a decade. Jeez. Yeah. The largest January to June drop in the past decade. And to, to be fair, these wholesale prices are known to lead to lower consumer prices. Like you're talking about with cars. Just hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. Yeah. So uh, continue, yeah. continue, continue. 
says the average new vehicle, the average price of a new vehicle is 4,808 in June, which is $865 lower than the average price in January. So prices are down 1.7% since the start of the year. Uh, also the inventory that they're holding is, I think, uh, they, they measure it in like days of turnover and they're sitting at like a hundred days of turnover, which is double what we were at when COVID hit and we had all the shortages from the semiconductors. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, so they aim for 60. So prices still got room to come down on cars right now. Some of the biggest drops that we saw, like Tesla has dropped $7,100, Land Rover 6800 Lincoln 3000 Volvo 2700 So yeah, a lot of, lot of drops on, on new cars right now. Well, it's got to be costly to finance them at the moment. That's the other thing that's hitting them. So it's not just the inventory, but the interest rates on auto loans right now is obviously going to be a lot higher because of what the Fed's been doing. So you give them that double whammy. And I think that the auto industry is going to be in a little bit of trouble here coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that's going to do for Tesla's stock or, <laughs> or, or, or Ford. Your Ford puts. Yeah. <laughs> I do own Ford puts at the moment. Right. They, they, uh, they Ford turned the corner today. We'll see. We'll see if uh, they continue to fall. Nice. I know I'm eyeing that one, <laughs> uh, but that's more for stock news. Well, you should be happy to hear that story. <laughs> I am happy to hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got for uh, general news? Um, consumers are feeling the most optimistic about this economy that they felt since September 2021. Really? Which, uh, as as prices drop, you know, kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, uh, I suppose that makes sense. the The idea of us hitting a soft landing, people people are more optimistic. They're feeling more optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had the continued slowdown inflation. That uh, that that they're saying is directly linked to the sentiment increasing. Right. Uh, broad improvements across all the components of the survey uh, done on consumers. Uh, Jeremy Siegel apparently agrees with that too. He's he was saying that the inflation numbers for June came in and the he called it the Goldilocks zone. It was like the ideal environment for the stock market. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is he he works with one of the big banks? Uh, he's the he's Wharton professor. Oh, oh, the Wharton Economist. professor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we've, yeah, we've, we've, we've talked about him before. He said that we've got kind of a Goldilocks report on Bloomberg on Thursday. He said, really, the battle is one against inflation, and there's no reason to turn on the screws and risk a recession for another one or two points. <laughs> so, well, I guess we'll see what the uh, see what the Fed does here. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're still going to hike 25 bips on this next upcoming meeting, but they may be done after that. Yeah. Interestingly, though, um, remember when we were talking about like when inflation finally peaks, like that being like one of the best times to buy. Yeah. Like the market returns from that point for 12 months is like really good. Typically, uh, another piece of data I was looking at was when the Fed stops its rate hiking cycle is also one of the worst times to be long the stock market. And I was thinking more about this. And it's probably because everybody retail wise gets excited that. You know, the the tightening has ended, so they're rushing to buy, but all of the institutional money is already bought when inflation started to trend. Mm. So they're just providing the liquidity for everyone to buy or everyone to, 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 to get out. To. Yeah, to get up out of them. And, and make that profit and buy it back from retail lower. Right. And just wash them out of that money. 
So I plan on watching this cycle just to see how that plays out. I'm really curious if if that thesis is is onto something or if I'm just uh just sitting here speculating in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So- sounds about right. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we are just two idiots on a podcast, so who knows. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh last thing that I had that I wanted to bring up it was just a message from the president and uh, something Purdue shared oh, uh, earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Ordering selected reserve and certain members of the individual ready reserve to the armed forces active duty. Um, I've seen a lot of stories about how the military has been missing a lot of its quotas for recruitment goals to the point where last year they were on track to miss and they ended up pulling all the delayed enrollment people forward in order to hit their goal. But because they did that, then they're just making this year even worse. Honestly, I think a lot of this comes to uh, the country's laws on marijuana. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You need a waiver really? if you've had any use of marijuana in your history that you admit to. You so need a waiver, which I'm assuming that's waiver. like, that's difficult to get. I'm assuming you'd have to, no, not really, a lot I mean, of hoops. but you got to basically write out like each incident every time you smoked and like what the circumstances were around it and what you've learned from it and why you won't do it again. Well, wow. it's, uh, I'm doing it right now. I know. I hear you. <laughs> uh, I, I think that this might be the actual thing that maybe gets us towards legalization in this country. I would, I, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I mean, not to get political, but the, the Supreme Court just uh, overruled affirmative action, but not for the military, which oh, really? is really asinine because they're saying like, well, it is important in the military to have uh, a military made up of the entire population right representative mm-hmm. of the population that defend that you're defending right right the, the, the idea being like you know uh you're you're going to be more gung-ho about defending people like you back home mm-hmm. and then and then the cohesion of hey wait a minute you know bring, bringing other racial perspectives it they're saying the benefit remains in the military i think it does i mean that that got me a lot of exposure to people outside of my typical or the the background that i grew up in like well, if it wasn't that's, for yeah that's what it's for that's what it's intent mm-hmm. that's the intent is is you get a better everybody gets a better experience being exposed to other backgrounds i would agree with that creates a more more cohesive military yeah. uh looking at it through that lens all of a sudden and what you just said there now mm-hmm. i really think those two things do go together like if we're having a problem with troop quota like all even the courts are on the side of like we got to keep this military strong Mm-hmm. And if you look at if you look at marijuana like alcohol, which most of us do, yeah, why are why are why are why is that a factor on whether or not someone can be a troop? Right. Frankly, as a coward, if you're willing to go put your life on the line to defend me in the country, I salute you. Yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> I I yeah yeah you have my envy, sir. So you're not hurting other people. You have my envy. You did a thing that I'm too cowardly to do. Thank you. I honor your service. There is the other side of that. We don't want to go too much like Russia, where their troops are all hopped up on methamphetamines and have no idea what they're actually doing. <laughs> Here, take this Adderall. Why? Just shut up and take it. Okay. But I mean, disqualifying people from clearances because they smoked marijuana more than two times in their past is, is asinine, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. My dad once lost a computer programming job at a federal bank because... Uh, He'd had a 40-year-old marijuana arrest, and mm. the government law said, nope, 
zero tolerance. Wow. Like yeah. he got the job and like got an apartment in that city to to go work there. Yeah, it was it was awful. Oh Jesus! It's like wait, but for 40, 40 years ago, they they really think you're a risk because you smoked that joint in the sixties, Dad. Wow. Uh, okay. Love bureaucracy, okay. don't you? <laughs> love bureaucracy, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got anything else, or should we move on? Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, oh, Kyle, Kyle, can we move on? And uh, you know what I'm in the mood for? Maybe some ads. Some ads. Woo! Yes! Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Okay, those are some good ads. That's sate you. Woo! I, uh, 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 oh. <laughs> Let's play a song a, so you can calm down. Yeah, I need, a, I need some fresh air. I need to calm down. I'm overheated. <laughs> Talk about stocks time Looking for setups and still not advice Big moves, fresh news and earnings All that we're saying it's still not advice Stock time 
Please don't sue us. All right. Um, I think I want to kick this one off. I just got a quick update because we had the bet on Activision. I feel like we should probably talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Uh, well, so the judge basically moved to dismiss the uh, the preliminary injunction. She at one point, I think she told the <laughs> the uh, uh, FTC, like, your job is not to protect the market leaders. Your job is to protect the consumer. Nice. Like, that, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that's kind of sums up how that case went. Uh, but Good. the FTC has not cried uncle yet. They have actually decided to try to appeal uh, the decision. Microsoft has said the, uh, so Microsoft intensified it. They said the district court's ruling makes crystal clear that this acquisition is good for both competition and consumers. We're disappointed the FTC is continuing to pursue what has become a demonstrably weak case. We will oppose further efforts to delay the ability to move forward. Wow. I don't think they have a shot at this. And I don't even know why they're trying anymore. They could just claim victory right now. Like their scrutiny is what led to the licensing deals that Microsoft went out and signed with yeah. multiple people. Yeah. Like you could say, hey, we did it. We looked at the deal. We wanted changes made. They made changes. Uh, we lost the case because they made the changes, but we got what we wanted. But but no. Yeah. Either Either we draw a line in the sand and say, if you make a console... You can't make games Mm -hmm. or you just let Microsoft make games, right? Like, I don't understand this. It's it's not like other companies can't. They're not limiting who can make a game on Sony and who can make a game on Microsoft. Well, and if the idea that maybe Microsoft having Call of Duty exclusive to their platform is such a big deal, why was nobody concerned about Sony having exclusivity of it for years before? Yeah. Right, precisely. Like the whole, yeah, the whole argument just made no sense to precisely. me. Precisely, it's not to me. It's not a threat to cons- to consumers. It's not a threat to me as a consumer in any way. Mm-hmm. People still make games. Pe- games are right. still going to be released on systems. Like what's happening? It's not like there's no monopoly. It's not like well, there's only one gaming system now. So I guess out of luck. And also, as big as Activision is, there's no way Microsoft's going to pull that. They didn't pull Minecraft when they acquired that. Like it makes you, zero financial yeah. sense for them to. Yeah, they sell enough Xboxes, right? They've created their their community. Yeah, yeah. They're not trying. I don't think they're they're trying to get Call of Duty to be exclusive. As as we referenced, I don't even they've think they've already done it. It's not even about yeah. Call of Duty. Uh, for them, I think this deal is more about their mobile offerings. They're really lacking behind in the mobile gaming crowd, and Activision happens to own Candy Crush. Right, right. So, so I think that's where the 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 main reasoning for Microsoft's ac- acquisition is. That's the cash cow. Yeah. All right. What else you got for for stock news? Uh, Johnson and Johnson, little uh, little known company. You might not have heard of well, them. I remember them. Do you remember them getting sued about talc being connected to cancer? Yeah, I remember them having to pay some massive uh, Billions, fees for right? that too. Yeah, yeah. Billions of dollars. Uh, eight, $8.9 billion bankruptcy settlement. Interesting Interesting side note. Uh, Johnson & Johnson was able to create a subsidiary called LTL Management to absorb the company's talc liability in a controversial 2021 spinoff. <laughs> I think I remember we talked about that. <laughs> uh, uh, I, think I'm, I think LTL... Is lose stands for lose the losses. Like, it, it's, <laughs> like we'll even yeah, LTL lose the losses. Yeah, so throw the talc liability. Just throw the liability. That's all they own. 
Right, right. Anyway, <laughs> well, that LTL management has filed a lawsuit in a New Jersey federal court against the scientists and doctors who wrote the study linking cancer and the talc products. A study that said that asbestos-contaminated consumer talc products sometimes cause patients to develop mesothelioma. How did they mm. get asbestos in their talc? Good question. It was there. And, and Johnson & Johnson isn't suing because they're wrong. They're suing because they said they made too much money as professional witnesses in court. And they're accusing them of only writing the report and doing it to profit. Interesting. Ah, uh, that, that's a that's one way to look at it. I mean, how much money do they get paid to do these reports? Um, but then again, the reports should be peer reviewed, right? Yeah, they're not saying the report's wrong. One of the authors uh, was a there. Johnson Johnson is saying they made over three million dollars appearing in these asbestos oh, lawsuits. Wow, wow! How do you get that job? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> The speculation is, is they're not doing it to try and win money. They're doing it to scare off future researchers who might link them to something harmful. Oh, <laughs> um, hmm. it's just like a preemptive strike. Like, oh, we got something that could be a problem here in about 20 years if uh, we don't jump on this now. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me let me look up Johnson and Johnson products. I, I hope there's only one or two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their their line of baby guns might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my pistol. goodness! Ba- baby's first, baby's first bang bang. <laughs> oh jeez! All right, well, uh, yeah. Fuck. Wonder what? I wonder what? <laughs> wonder what they're trying to get in front of. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> I think I think just in general. I mean, they're in the pharmaceutical industry, right? Like, yeah, I might as well just better safe than sorry. Go and silence everybody just in case. I mean, in 2010, they had a Tylenol recall. Uh, they they were found in 20 uh, at the same time they were marketing Risperdal illegally Risper, marketing Risper, a drug. Yeah, yeah. Uh, foreign bribery in 2011. They were legally using the Red Cross symbol. <laughs> uh, yeah wow yeah they were all over the place vaginal hmm. mesh implants oh nice. yeah i've seen those commercials yeah so yeah trying to get people to stop doing research papers on them yes <laughs> i could i could see why they're like see why you, they'd want that fuck you you're gonna do a paper and get paid to go talk about it in court we're suing you if they win that case i'll be buying their stock <laughs> <laughs> oh, t- uh, well, LTL management. I don't think. Uh, oh yeah, you can't get that. St- <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of companies behaving badly, no, looks like uh, Bank of America has pulled a Wells Fargo and done some double dipping on fees, withholding credit card rewards, opening fake accounts, all kinds of shit with their customers. What? Yeah. A bank? Uh huh. No. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has ordered Bank of America to pay more than $100 million to customers and $90 million in penalties. Wow. The Office of Comp- Comptroller of the Currency also ordered B of A to pay $60 million in fines. 
Oh, uh, they got a $60 million fine. Yeah, and remember they were like the ones that were in the news because they waived their overdraft fees when all the hardship was going off in the first half of 22. So generous of them. I know, right? Uh, I I don't know if this was before or after, but they were... So what happened is if a customer charges uh, something and it gets declined due to insufficient funds, yeah, uh, they'd slap you with a $35 transaction fee for that. But then when that same uh, merchant, third-party merchant, tries to resubmit it again to see if uh, maybe there was a problem, maybe I'll do it again tomorrow and see if the money's there, it uh, didn't matter. They would slap them with another one. So every time that merchant would try to resubmit the transaction, they'd hit him with another fee. Yeah, I've seen that happen at the hotel a few years back yeah from b of a or somebody else um i don't remember the bank i don't remember the bank but i remember the guy coming down like he he was like try the card again i know it's got money try it again and we 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 ran it like three or four times and mm-hmm. f- finally like his girlfriend or wife or whoever brother whoever he was with was like i'll pay for the room and we did that card. And then like the next day he showed me like he's, he's like, bro, bro, look. And he showed me on his app. They've been dinged for every time we ran it. And wow. and he owned it. He owned it. He was like, I was telling you to run it. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm so, I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. I hope he was able to call and bitch somebody out about that. It, may, it sounds like it was a Bank of America thing. Yeah. That sounds exactly like what uh, what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, B of A, add them to the list of shitty banks. All right, what else you what else you got here? As I alluded to in the uh, at the start of the episode, assume I gotta cut it to make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> I would consider it. Uh, uh, insurance companies are running from Florida. Hurricanes. Yes, last year had a catastrophic hurricane season and. It doesn't. It's not getting better. It's they're they're becoming more frequent. Yeah. And farmers insurance left at the beginning of the week, and AAA uh, announced at the end of the week that they're not renewing auto and home policies for, wow. for some customers in Florida. Holy sh! How that's that's huge. If nobody can give you insurance, how do you? How does anybody stay there? Good question. I know. I just experienced this with with my car uh mm-hmm. the my brand i have a kia soul 2016 and there was a tiktok challenge that showed everybody how easy they are to steal no <laughs> awesome that's nice of them yeah so like i tried to to switch insurance when i moved to vegas and they were like oh no 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 we won't insure that car wow like, really son of a bitch so like i've experienced this like things out of your control and then all of a sudden, an insurance company is like, you're too big of a risk. I won't insure you. Wow. Yeah. That sucks because there's really not a whole lot of recourse. Like, unless you want to leave, what do you do? Yeah. Which makes Fuck. me rethink my Disney stock. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, if Disney can't <laughs> get their theme parks insured, <laughs> they're in big trouble. Yeah, gotta pay attention to that then. So that's, yeah, that's two out of uh, uh, AIG. Uh, sorry, Bank Bankers Insurance and, and Lexington Insurance, uh, which was a subsidiary of AIG, left Florida last year. So this oh, totals geez. the fourth company. They already pay three times as much for coverage as the national average, and it's expected to go up another 40%. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Sorry, Florida. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I do have at least one bright spot in the week that I can talk about before we wrap this up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, the FTC may have dropped the ball on uh, Activision, but they did finally get somebody who I am excited to talk about. The extended warranty telemarketer bastards. Oh, those bastards. Yeah, they've given a lifetime ban to uh, the group, uh, Cole Consulting Group and its owner. Lifetime ban. Whoa. For working in this industry at all. (laughs) No more telemarketing for these guys. Fuck yes. Thank you. Wow. Yes. Well, uh, hopefully it gets enforced, right? Oh, yeah. But hopefully you can't just change his name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 6.6 million. That's what the settlement was. Uh, It's the amount roughly equal to what they scammed out of customers during their their three-year run, three or four-year run. That's the number of dollars they got on people who tried to extend their car warranty? Uh, I mean, that's how much they found. Um, Whether or not they were better at hiding the money that they built is another question. You know, I got to say, when I did work for that older lady helping her out, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the ways that I demonstrated to her how you can get through a lot of these scams is to ask for the details of the product act act excited yeah. excited oh which car get, do you want to to insure like that's that's a good question they can't answer yeah. that yeah okay. which one which yeah, one which car? which car are you referring to which credit card i've, which I've got no i've got two kia souls which one yeah <laughs> which one are we talking about yeah right like like uh, 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 scamming on, on a, like the, you, you purchased it. Mm-hmm. Give me your card number so I can refund it. Yeah. If you ever hear that say, no, no, I don't want the refund. I want you to tell me about the thing I purchased. Right. Every time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Send it, send me a gift card right here. It's okay. Yep. 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 I'm happy with that. They're like, just, <laughs> No, no, no. I love Norton. I love Norton. Tell me all about the antivirus I bought. I love Best Buy Geek Squad. Tell me all about it. (laughs) What did I get? What did I just buy? I'm keeping it. I love it. All right. Uh, Anything else before we wrap up stock news? Uh, No, that's all all I got. Let's do some crypto. (laughs) (laughs) I got some crypto in my wallet. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency Alright Dan, why don't you kick us off? We got for some of that sweet, sweet crypto. You remember that company called Celsius? I think that name sounds familiar. So uh, Celsius was a, a crypto lending company. They mm-hmm. that that went bankrupt a, a bit ago. Uh, they they let you deposit your crypto in in, in the, a, a Celsius wallet to earn a percentage yields. Oh, were they part and of then, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, they would let you take out loans using your crypto. 
as the collateral. <laughs> okay. Yes. In uh, in June 2022, they uh, indefinitely paused all transfers and withdrawals due to extreme market conditions, and it, it, it fucked with uh, the price of Bitcoin and other crypto. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, next month, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Well, the news is <laughs> their CEO got arrested on uh, Wednesday <laughs> this week. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fraud and securities manipulation. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Seven felony charges. Oh, wow. Or seven seven charges, anyway. Um, The uh, the SEC has announced they've got concurrent charges against the CEO and the exchange. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, key executive Roni Cohen-Paven. Uh, was also charged. Hey, a name you can pronounce. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. It, apparently, if convicted, they could face decades in prison. Good. Uh, the Celsius <laughs> the company itself settled uh, a $5 billion fine, which is one of the largest in FTC's wow. history. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, they settled a $4.7 billion settlement. Uh, uh, the largest was five billion with Meta, uh, so almost the mm. biggest. Um, wow! Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane to me that that company that that money's still around to be <laughs> to be settled. I know, right? Uh, well, uh, I don't know if this Ripple Labs case has anything to do with with that uh, or has any weight in his his case, but he's. He might be cheering this one. I guess Ripple Labs got uh, a positive ruling on Thursday from a case that was going against them saying that they were illegally selling securities. But Hmm. because of the ruling on the case, they said that they did not violate any of that because they said uh, it was such a weird, such a weird way that this ended up shaking out. Um, Okay, so they ruled that their sales of XRP on public cryptocurrency exchanges were not offers of securities under law because the purchasers did not have a reasonable expectation of profit tied to Ripple's efforts. The sales were blind bid-ass transactions in which buyers could not have known if their payments of money went to Ripple or any other seller of XRP. Okay. So it was because they didn't know who they were selling it to or buying it from. I see. Because anybody can buy or sell. But it's not a complete win for them because the SEC won the side where when they tried to sell XRP to hedge funds and other sophisticated buyers, they ruled that that did amount to unregistered sales of securities. Okay. What? Wait. So it is and it isn't. It sounds like with their institutional investors, they were coming with like, hey, we have a shitload of our XRP tokens. You can have them for this much money. Like then that was the, uh, that was what they considered unregistered sales of securities. All right. Well, um, it's confusing. It's confusing, but apparently it was good for crypto. <laughs> Whatever it is. I hope they do it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> basically, this means that the, the, this is good for the public exchanges, basically. Okay. This is basically showing that the exchanges can facilitate the buying and selling of everybody else, I guess, uh, is what this is coming down to. But I'm also a smooth-brained idiot, so... But what is it? What is what? Crypto. The exchange. Like, is it a securities? 
Or is it a commodity? Who's running the crypto exchanges? It doesn't really say whether it's a commodity or a security. That has not been ironed out yet. And I don't think we're going to get that for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a floor wax or a dessert topping? No idea. Undetermined. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Is it time to to, show you my my little friend? What is it? Who is it? It's it's the gun in my hand. Oh, you got a gun? Yeah, say can hello. I, can I look at can I look at the barrel? Is it my loaded? little friend? Say hello to my little friend. Ah, God, God damn it! Damn. <laughs> Ooh, that was loud. I, I need ear protection if I'm gonna be shooting this gun in these close quarters. What was your gun for the week? Um, my weird is my my weird. <laughs> my, <laughs> the weird, my the weird bad, for the, the ugly. week. The good, the bad, the ugly, the weird. My weird for the week. Uh, my good for the week has got to be that up until uh, uh, I had a bad day on Thursday, I actually had a positive lucrative trade score. Really? Up until Thursday when I had a personally just kind of oh oh okay okay uh, abandoned yeah. my strategy and started trading wildly like a like a wildebeest. Like a bull in a china shop. Only if I'd been a bull, I just I started sh- trying to short everything, and like I went back and was like I, I wasn't I haven't logged them yet, but I looked back at my trades and I looked back at the day, and it was like I wasn't supposed to be looking for shorts anyway. Like we were above Globex, I was supposed to be looking for longs. Every one of these trades isn't lucrative. Uh, yeah, but if you yeah. take if you take out that day, I had up until then. Like it's when I was stayed on like stayed on tra- strategy, I was mm-hmm. up many points. And that lucrative trade score was doing really good. So, uh, you know, I didn't get to trade on Friday because stupid utilities things haven't be, to be places. But uh, uh, I kicked ass on Empire Challenge. You did. You nailed that one. I know what I know. If I stay on strategy, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I need to need to remember that. Well, hopefully uh, we say it enough times. It'll finally kick in, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. Well, that's why I'm trying to celebrate that good. Like, like, yes. Like, oh, wait a minute. That's awesome. Let me let me take that breakdown that the day aside. Like, I really was on track here. Like, damn, I was doing it. I need to focus on that. Like, forget the bad day. Like, focus on the good days. Repeat those. I'm really enjoying the scoring metrics that we came up with too. The two to one because I think it's spot on. Like, every bad trade is worth two good is worth two good trades. I think that's. I think that's right on the money. Right. And and hopefully, myself included, hopefully we are both starting to think when we're making a trade and putting when you're putting on that trade, it is like, wait, am I going to log, log this as a lucrative trade mm-hmm. or not? Am I gonna, like, Am I going to be talking about this on Friday? Am I going to be talking about this on Friday, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Even, even having losers that, that were a lucrative trade, like it didn't feel bad when I'm right. looking at my journal. Like it's like no, no, I lost. Well, you know, it happens. I I felt like the Thursday ended up going that way for me. That was actually my good, and it was. Yeah. And what I'm most proud of is that we started off with, on the struggle bus. Like I had many things go wrong at the start mm-hmm. of Thursday, and then I was mm-hmm. still able to keep my composure and finish the day really well. Yeah, I mean, my first trade, I was in sim mode, and it was a, a good. 30 second OR breakout that I ended up. Okay. Well, there goes that potential. Solid trade. That I just started with my third 
one of my second live trade was a great entry that got bottom ticked. So like there's many things that could have put me in a really terrible mindset, but I still kept my composure. I ended up finishing up 3R and I was able to do two successful additions, which is something I've struggled with a lot in the past. So I was really happy with how that day ended up finishing. I didn't realize that you you were successfully adding. Well done, sir. Well done. Well, and well done. I mean, to be fair, like we were in a 10 point range for pretty much most of that day anyway. So it was probably the easiest day to trade. <laughs> yeah, right. Before it started, right. uh, you know, breaking out and running away. But even then, it you know didn't really move all that much. Uh, but yeah, that was my, that was my good. Um, what about your bad? Well, my bad was uh, uh, when when it broke up out uh above globex and i kept trying to short it yeah yeah right? like uh building up all of those non-lucrative trades when if i and then what really really clinched it for me was when i went back and looked and saw the top of that globex like you're saying it was holding yeah uh uh it held and if if i had been going long at that level I would mm-hmm. have been having a string of lucrative trades that made me a lot of money. So, right. Ah, it's ah, it's frustrating because it's like one little thing, and you're blind to it in the moment too, right? That's why it's just weird, gotta... right? It, it's that's yeah, that's that my weird of the week. You're blind in the moment. How are you so? How will we see it so clearly right now? Emotions, and, man. Yet when we're actually trading, you let those emotions get in there. So, ah, yeah. That's one thing I really like. I mean, we do a good job of stopping when we need to stop and taking breaks when we need to take breaks. And uh, that's what got me out of Thursday. I was, I was able to shake it off, take a break, go reset, come back clear, fresh and proceed. Access that master trader mindset. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I had a bad, I I would classify it as an ugly. So, okay. So you, okay. Well, my ugly, I'm going to admit right now, I still haven't journaled my Thursday trades. Mm, well, you didn't trade today, so I think that's acceptable. I I have the rhythmic, the tail of the tape. I have them pulled up yeah. uh, to, to journal them, and I will be journaling them. But the fact that I did not journal them within a, a few hours, and I, I let wouldn't... it, it left my short-term memory, Kyle. I see, I see, yeah. I feel like if I'm not journaling while the trades are in my short-term memory, it's not, I'm not getting a, a I'm getting a, a, an estimate. I'm not getting a true right. journal of like this is what happened. Well, sometimes I like the the step away from the emotions of the in the moment and get to look at the trade again with fresh eyes and to really like okay, was this really a lucrative trade? Because I've had times where I thought, oh, I'm making good decisions, and I go back and look at it again at the end of the week and be like, no, that was not a good trade. <laughs> was i thinking oh god i hate that i'm about to say this out loud oh yeah i should be marking the times and replaying my worst trades oh that's a brilliant idea yeah i know yeah we should do that and it's gonna be a lot of work i know taking it seriously and i want to be a professional so i have to do you have to do the, the work. work Ugh. Why did I have that thought, stupid brain? I'll I'll cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Saved by the edit. 
<laughs> my uh, my ugly was my Monday and Tuesday trading. I finished the week with 15 good trades and seven bad trades. So I had a positive one lucrative to lousy score. But five of those bad trades came on Monday, Tuesday. So something was not right with the, how I was trading uh, to start the week. And I figured out what that is because I can't keep digging myself in a hole that I got to try to dig out of uh, as the week goes on. That seems like that's starting to become a bit of a pattern. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe I might start sizing down um, on Monday to start the week, like taking two lots instead of four. Um, yeah, that that's a great place to start. Yeah. just And I try to do that on the first trade to start the morning anyway, just get my toes in the water, kind of feel the feelings, get, you know, just make sure I'm seeing things the way I should be seeing them. Uh, so I don't know. I may need to extend that a little longer on Mondays. Sounds good to me. Man, I, I think uh, 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 I've got some homework to do. I, I figure I got to pick three uh, three losers and three winners and replay the the loser losers on Saturday, winners on Sunday. Well, you can even start with just the best and the worst. You, know, you don't have to go hugely into it. Like start with the best one, start with the worst one. But I like I like the idea of opening the dom and replaying saturday and sunday so every day i'm sitting in front of a dom and i'm watching yeah every day every day every day yeah because that's one thing i don't like is the time between because we review in the mornings which is really helpful but having like two days off in the weekend and not looking at the dom during that period i definitely feel uh very different to start the week than i do at the end of the week monday feels different than friday yeah i would agree with that all right is it what? Let's get to the bet pick so we can talk right. about Jeremy's awesome, awesome stocks. I want to pull them up in my charts. All right, faster, faster. I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. I'm filling my positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose. Got a chart. The levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet picking time in the shop, so pick them right. All right, I promised you some suggestions from Jeremy. He has given us rum, R U M, and Rivian, R I B N. Oh, Rivian. Yeah, uh, Rivian, uh, he just says it just keeps ripping. Um, I was thinking that might be like a catch-up play to Tesla, but after what we just saw about auto industries and inventories, I, I don't think I want to go long uh, <laughs> the auto industry right now. <laughs> but what's RUM? I'm not even familiar with that. Uh, Rumble Incorporated? What do they it do? It is, uh, I don't know, good question. I don't know, but it's in a real nice channel right now. Tech services, internet software. Uh, they operate an online neural, no, online neutral video platform. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, I mean, I, I look at the range that this channel's in. It seems like that might be playable, like going long around 780 and getting out around $10. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got to say, this uh, this distribution looks pretty strong but 
it it failed that uh, 880 area. Yeah. And look at that sell-off, the volume on that day candle. The volumes on all the sell-offs are a lot higher. Yeah. I uh, I think it's going to I think it's going to test $8 and I think I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Is it going to catch? Technically we're in a bull market right now, so I mean <laughs> Seems like uh, that should be the idea, right? I like uh, Rivian's at the perfect place to short, in my in my opinion. I feel better about shorting Rivian than I do going long on Rumble. Uh, yeah, I think I would probably agree with that. Market market's greedy, so I want to I want to short. Yeah, there's a lot of Dogies up here. Yeah, start targeting some of those gaps down below, like in the twenty two area, and another one down there at seventeen. I like that. I would rather short Rivian too, I think. Yeah, I think uh, first take profit is at 21 half. Second one at uh, $19.75. I mean, I think I think it's it's going to see 16, but you know, why why tempt it? Yeah, just let PP2 run. We'll just put a 5% draw okay. on it. Okay. Let's see. Or we'll just go stop at break even. Get the trail. That other that other Gap gets filled at sixteen sixty. If it hits sixteen, if it hits seventeen. We just sell. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Let's uh, let's see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's always nice when we don't have to think of a stock ourselves. If if it wins, we're geniuses because we picked which of the two and what to do with it. If it loses, it's his fault. Especially if oh, we did a stop loss on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of already closed the chart, Kyle. Uh, I'll just put it at the swing high. <laughs> uh, basically $27. Okay, yeah, perfect. All right, yeah, come on, Dan. Nothing risked, nothing gained. Yep. yep. <laughs> that sounds That sounds like a, a thing people it's, say. Sounds like how we typically win these <laughs> months. What's uh, what's uh, what's random got? Uh, random went with New York Stock Exchange uh, Public Utilities EVRG, and that bodes really well for us because if you look at the heat maps for the different sectors over the past oh, week, yeah, yeah, we're going back to full bull. <laughs> defensive stocks are getting sold off like crazy right now. Ha! Yeah, they are. So, yeah, you guessed wrong, random. <laughs> I should probably wait a week before I gloat. Yeah, th- this one this one started the sell-off in September 2022. Yeah, random does tend to find those little bounces, though. I do like where the price ended up on the distribution. Oh, well, yeah, it's a perfect spot to go long for us. For us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, random. You must have taken pity on us. Should we let random have that one, or should we let random have rum and go long on rum? Oh, maybe I should flip a coin to let random decide. How about we let Jeremy decide? Jeremy, when you hear this, you decide which uh, random's got. Is random long EVRG or is it long rub? Yeah, and and let us know without looking at him. Yeah, before Monday. <laughs> you can answer message before him, Monday. Message him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. we get it before Monday. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap this All thing right. up and get the All right, out of here. let's let's yeah. Oh, folks, thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode with us. We're so glad you did. 
uh, it's such a great time. And, but unfortunately, it must come to an end, sadly. Got to close up the shop. We're not 24 hours. We're not some Vegas casino where you can just keep pumping quarters. And Let's be honest, Dad. We, the shop's open like two hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's just... That's when we restock the shop. Yes, yes, yes. Fair enough. There you go. There you go. Uh, anyway, uh, we got an exciting, exciting bet co- going on. I'm, ex- I'm eager to see the winner now that we're so handily in the lead. So yes. come back, come back again next week. Right. While you're there, hit that five star rating like your Bank of America charging overdraft fees as many <laughs> times as you can. <laughs> Bye, everybody. (laughs) Happy trades. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park in a china shop is an entertainment program and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company they are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product it is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading if you make trades based on what you hear in this show you assume all risks for those trades